When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think anything when it comes to a website and e-commerce is make it easy for your customer. Don't make them think about it. Make it the easiest, lowest barrier to entry to collect that email address and phone number. This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Hey, everybody, welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the pleasure of having Chuck Brockman in with me today. Chuck, how are things in Charlotte, brother? Things are excellent. It's gorgeous outside. I get to talk to you. It's perfect. (laughs) Man, I see that race car up there on the wall. What's going on with that? What's that about? (laughs) I did a Richard Petty driving experience, not doing a plug or anything, but it's worthwhile if you like going fast and taking a few laps around the track. Uh, it was time of my life. I had a great time. Driving fast, going to circle oh, track. Yeah. So uh, the listeners are like, Chuck, who's Chuck? What's Chuck all about? Man, Do me a favor. Tell the listeners a little bit about what you've been up to here over the past few decades. And I, I can't wait for you guys to hear about this because this right here is a game changer for you. If you got anything going on with the Internet-based business. So I've been in e-commerce for 20 plus years now, basically. And I spend time helping companies that are growing their brand, their product, and trying to reach more customers, do more sales, and do more process and automation to accommodate all those new sales. Wow. All right. So you help e-commerce businesses make more money. I think that's what you said in a roundabout way. At the end of the day, that's exactly it. The goal is to make more money. And of course, when you make more money, there's more to be done on the back end side of things. So there's also areas that I've developed expertise on with that. So now, all right, I I got my business. I, I got my ClickFunnels account set up or I got my Shopify thing going. And I'm just happy that somebody went to the website. But I would suspect there's probably some things I'm doing wrong. When you look at people's websites, because I know you do kind of an audit thing for them. What do you normally notice in the first, I don't know, 30 seconds of visiting a website where you're like, this is hurting your conversion, this is hurting your conversions, this is hurting your conversions? The first thing that always stands out is the speed. So if the site takes a while to load, you know, there's a good chance that if it takes longer than two seconds, you're going to lose maybe 50% of your traffic right away because people don't want to do that. And most people are coming through mobile now. And so the connection may be a little bit slower. So it's even more, you know, exaggerated when you're looking on a mobile device. So 
Speed is really the first thing that jumps out. Slow traffic, uh, slow loading means, you know, people leave. And then, you know, if you don't have call to actions to get people to buy, at the end of the day, you've got the website so people will buy a service, buy you know, a product, that kind of thing. If you aren't telling them how to do that with shop buttons and you've got too many flashy things going on or you've got pop-ups and this and that comes into the screen, they're going to get frustrated and leave. And you want to get them, whether it's the homepage or from your funnel, to that last part of the piece there to click that buy button. And if you don't have those things in place, there's a good chance they're going to disappear. So you're saying that we have to be explicit in our and tell them what we want them to do while they're on the site. Absolutely. Now you'd need to tell them to buy now to, you know, go here to look at the category shop now, browse, explore these types of things. Because if you just throw an image out there, they're going to look at it and not realize that they can click on it and go somewhere else and do that. And you got to make it easy for them to find what they want, whether it's your search, whether you're looking at filtering your product categories to get, you know, your products to be able to say, I'm looking for, say, a t-shirt and I want a large and is it in stock or not in stock? And to make sure that they can find exactly what it is and you just gently push them through with your design and your layout and some, you know, buyer psychology in there to get them to that next stage and that final stage of putting their credit card info and clicking submit. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of things. So first, the page has to load fast. Then you got to make sure you're not distracting them from doing what you want them to do with like pop-ups and a bunch of other things. And then once you get through that, you want to make sure that they have a process, kind of this funnel that they're going through in order to get to the checkout page. And then if you do that stuff right, you get a sell. But all of those things could be wrong. And you lose people at each step along the way. Are there like tools to know when people are kind of leaking out of the funnel that you've been able to utilize to help people increase their sales conversions? Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, the biggest one out there, I think most everybody uses Google Google Analytics. And so you can kind of measure these processes and steps along the way in analytics. So if you're looking at a bounce rate and you're seeing that overall you have a high bounce rate or they get to the product page and they have a high bounce rate. It's a good indication that there may be something that's preventing them from moving further along. And so there are other tools out there that you can do. You can do session recording to actually watch your users. It may sound a little creepy, but it's a really good tool to keep an idea of what's going on in your website. Uh, And on top of that, there's a, a, a thing called a heat map. And it shows you where people are browsing on a site, how far down they make it, where they click. And all these tools, when combined, they're not overly complicated tools, but when you combine them, you can get a really good idea of what your user is doing, or more importantly, what they're not doing and where it's failing. So maybe, you know, you know, I think at the end of the day, a lot of people have a business to run and they're trying to run the the e-commerce site or the site, you know, that they're trying to sell something on. And so they're really focused on getting the product, the process, all these other things that it takes to run a business. And they aren't really taking the time to look at it when it comes in the browser, when it comes on mobile, and they really miss these things. And so they get to a point where we're like, oh, this is great. We had an increase in sales, but it's kind of plateaued. What's wrong? And these types of tools really help you come in and take a take a good look at what that is and where the problems may be. Okay. You said bounce rate, you said session recording and a heat map. Some people are like, what, what is a bounce rate? What, what, is, what is a bounce rate? 
Well, I mean, basically it's when people, the number of people that are coming to your site, how many are leaving? And about, you know, it's, it's for a page view. So if they only do one page view and leave, you know, like they come to your homepage and they leave, then they're bouncing off your site and not coming back and you're losing potential, you know, sales and customers and even marketing to them later if they don't buy. Okay. We're going to come back to that marketing to them later thing. <laughs> Cause I think it's super important, but back to the bounce rate. So you said, hi, do you have any ranges or guidance on what bounce rate should be for somebody if that is something that they're like, oh, I need to pay attention to that now? Well, I mean, I think you really want to keep them down low and, you know, the lower you can go, we're talking you now 100% and down. So if you're at the 100% or 50% or above, you know, you're losing half your customers before they do it. So the objective is to get that as low as possible. You're never going to get to zero. You know, if you're at 25%, that's, you know, that's probably pretty good. But you don't, you know, you're never going to keep them engaged. Not everybody's going to come and, and buy or, you know, in, interact in a further along capacity, I guess, as far as, you know, going through the funnel. But you don't want to, like, send them away right away because they just can't get to where they need to be. Okay. And so for e-commerce site, you're saying you want people to browse. You want you want them in the store kind of hanging out for a while because if they come look at a thing and then leave you didn't actually either serve their purpose or get the chance to help them in any real way. Right. So it's kind of like window shoppers, I guess would be. Yeah. That's a great way to, I think, describe it is, yeah, they came and they browse and, you know, either something got in their way or, you know, they may not be ready to buy. And so it could take them a, a, a little bit to make that decision to buy. Wow. Okay. So that person that came and they left, is there any way to get them back once they go away? Well, I'm sure everybody has seen all these pop-ups that come when you visit a site or you go to exit a site. And the reason you see so many of them, because as an e-commerce store owner, they work. And they do a really good job of collecting emails and or phone numbers. And so that's why you see it all the time. And so that's the way to do it is there is called exit intent pop-up. So if they're getting ready to leave and they kind of move their mouse out of the browser or go to close the browser, you get a little pop-up and then you can get an email address. And that email address is gold. And it's really the only thing that you kind of own. You may be on a Shopify store and they own the platform. You may be running ads and Google can change the algorithm and change how you your ad performance runs. But when you have an email you always have a chance to send something to them. And even if they don't get a purchase at that time, get them back on there with something they're interested in. And then as for customer retention as well. So should that pop-up thing happen as soon as you get on the site? Or is it only when people are getting ready to leave that the pop-up box that says, hey, get an email or get this 10% off coupon or whatever thing they use to try to get people to give their email? What, like, What's the sequence for something like that to optimize sales conversions? So, you know, I think for optimizing that, usually you don't hit them right when the page loads. Maybe they scroll down or there's a, you know, a matter of seconds delay. Uh, There are other things to do. You may have seen them before where they have the little spin the wind wheels on the side or you enter a contest. And these things with the coupons, like you said, are great ways to get that email address and a phone number. Phone numbers are great, too, because they tend to have people click on them right away to come look at what it was. And so, you know, people are engaged a little more rapidly with it. 
And then the exit intent, when they go to do that, you know, then you offer that coupon. Are you sure you want to leave? Here, here's like 10% off your order. If you really, you know, want to come through and play, you know, place that order with us. And it, it works. Exit intent works really, really well. Whoa. You set phone numbers. I think most people in the e-commerce world think only email. So is there, yeah. is it reasonable to ask people for their phone number? Like, does that work? Does it work better? Like, tell me more about this. <laughs> You'd be surprised that people give their phone number up pretty easily, particularly when you're offering a discount. So I think there are a couple approaches here. Asking for a phone number when you're browsing on your desktop is, you know, you, you, it's great to do it. You ask for the email address and maybe ask for the phone number after you get that. And then you got a couple places on the site where no matter where they're at in your site, they can put one or both in there to get on your list to get marketing to. Now, when you're on a mobile device, that's the first thing you want to target. You want to get their phone number right away because they're there. And so there are a couple things you can do. Ask for it, you know, click a button and it'll send a text message off and you're all of a sudden on the list. And, you know, I think anything when it comes to a website and e-commerce is make it easy for your customer. Don't make them think about it. Make it the easiest, lowest barrier to entry to collect that email address and phone number. Wow. Okay. And so then once you have that contact information, you can send them stuff to get them back to the site. Let them know yes. that you've got whatever item. And I guess if you combine that with the second tool you told us about, which was a heat map, then you have an I Well, no, the second tool was a screen recording. So is there a way to tell like what a person was looking at or can you only tell, I guess you can tell that if they click on the page, right? So if yeah. each product has its own page and you can tell what they were looking at on that page. And Absolutely. I guess if you are sophisticated enough in your web design, you can send them that stuff specifically. Is that how it would work in like the email targeting or the text campaigns or something? Yeah, absolutely. So you, so you collect an email or a phone number and there's, they take and they look at a couple items, you know, it's going to measure, or if you've got everything configured, you're going to know your customer's path for your site. And so now you know the product they've browsed. And so if they go and leave the site, you know, because you've got their phone number, you can always send the browser abandonment email and say, Hey, we, you know, we know you looked at this product and you seemed interested in it. You know, here's a, here's an enticement. Here's a coupon. Why don't you come back and put that in your cart and check out? And okay. so you can do it that way. And same thing when you get to the cart, you know that they've made it to their cart and they thought about checking out in the checkout process, but they didn't finish it. So you can, you know, give them a little uh, enticement there with an email to kind of finish that process out and come back and, and, and get that complete. So, I mean, you're telling me that me as a small business owner with my site, I don't know, half a million to $2 million, we... We would be able to we'd be able to do what Amazon does? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, you can put all these tools in place. And I think what happens is, you know, you threw some numbers out there. I think, you know, a lot of people get these great results right off the bat with their store and all of a sudden they're starting to make money. And then they hit this place to where it's not happening as much. And you start hearing things, you know, why is my site not making money? You know, these types of things. And these types of the pieces that I'm talking about here with the tools and the email collection, phone collection, are how you keep that growing. So when you've got that email list and the phone list, that's how you get them coming back in 
And then you've got the data, you know, and you say Amazon, well, they've got the data too. And that's how you really kind of tailor and grow and you test and grow, test and grow, test and grow. And you move through this process. Got it. So now are there, and this, this, oh man, so we're going to get good now. (laughs) So I think a lot of people feel like, man, I just need to get more people to my site so I can make more money. Yeah. Right. And so they start buying ads and they start this Facebook stuff and Instagram and maybe YouTube, or they might do a Google search thing. Is that usually the right answer for most of these businesses? Like, is that the most cost effective way for them to make more money with their site? Most of the time it's not, you know, I think everybody kind of thinks that I need to run ads. I built a website. I need to run ads. And a lot of times you end up spending a lot of money with no result or little result. And there can even be some negative consequences from it. So say you spend a bunch of money on an ad campaign and you know, you've got people clicking from Google, but then they just leave. Nothing ever happens for it. So you spent the money and there's no money coming in. If you don't understand why they're doing it, because if say you've got, say there's a problem with the website and you don't know about it because you've been focusing on the marketing side of things, you're losing, you're throwing money out the window, essentially. They're never going to make it through and buy because you don't understand what they're doing. And there was an instance, an example where I talked to somebody and they spent a bunch of money on ads. And once they did that, they got traffic and they got purchases, but the majority of those purchases were fraudulent. And so the product would ship, it would arrive, and then they'd file a claim and say, you know, they never got the product and they lost money, both on the ads and product costs. So, yeah, it's, you got to be set up to do it, you know, understand kind of what you're doing. So you're maximizing that. The worst thing is is to lose money and, and, you know, get frustrated and kind of feel you hit a wall, you give up. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential, but lack the strategy, support and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, a.k.a. the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. Wow. That's an unfortunate situation. And do you feel like him going through or her going through some type of sales optimization audit could have saved them from some of the pain that they felt by uh, spending the money on the ads, then having the negative consequences to that? I do think so. I think so. If you, you know, you spend a little time doing these audits, you get these people coming through and you get the right people coming through. You know, the fraud was an extreme case and that's a little hard to kind of prevent on the front end. You could prevent it in other ways, but at the end of the day, you know, you're getting the wrong kind of people to your site. And that's what happened in that case. And that was, that's what happens with a lot of cases. You run the ad and they come and they, and they leave and that was it. Now, you know, you said something earlier and I just kind of let it go, but I I can't, the listeners need to hear about this. You said, Hey, you're a business owner. You're trying to run your business. And we're talking about some stuff that's pretty technical right now. And so yeah. have you seen any successful models out there where they, 
they get the nerd, they get the technical person into the door to help them talk to the different vendors and put the right software together and put the pixel or the cookies or I, I only cookies I know about are the ones that cookie monster eats, but, and I know there's some pretty smart people out there. So like, how does somebody that's got this business that's like, I don't know, half a million to two, how do they get the expertise in the door so that they can go to the next level? Cause you talked about that plateau. And I think that plateau is because there's a gap in knowledge and, but I might be totally wrong on that. You know, so I think, what ends up happening in a lot of cases, not all cases, obviously, is it is an e-commerce store owner. You decide you need somebody to run your email campaigns and you get somebody to run your SEO campaigns. And, you know, the SEO person saying, hey, we've driven all this traffic to you. And the email person says, hey, we've driven all this traffic to you through emails. But it's there's a disconnect there. And so, you know, there's people out there like me that come in and with my experience, uh, you know, working in the industry for a long time is you kind of connect the pieces and put the pieces together, the puzzle. And then you really get everybody, you know, talking together, firing on the same cylinders with the same goal. And that's where the real optimization comes in is you get all the pieces that are, you know, outsourced here and there to go towards that same common goal and measure it and get it there. And then you work and you test together and you measure again and you keep working towards that. So it sounds like people need a unifying strategy so that all the pieces are talking to each other. Is that like a, a chief marketing officer? Like how, <laughs> how do they get that done? So I've, I kind of use the term fractional CTO and it's where you don't need somebody on your staff full time. But you need somebody with that knowledge that can come in and help you. And maybe it's at a project level. Maybe it's on a retainer level. Uh, you know, maybe it's, you know, kind of a full-time, uh, full-time part-time, <laughs> for lack of better things, where I work with you for an extended period. And we get these pieces together and we keep building it. And what you find is a lot of times when you start getting this front-end conversion piece built and firing correctly, that, you know, all of a sudden you have a issue with maybe the back end side of things and fulfilling the orders and optimizing that side of the back end process. And that's, you know, with the, me working on both uh, very large uh, e-commerce sites, is that I have an understanding of how all that works together and putting the process in to get it from the start, from the sale and the pre-sale to out the door. Wow. Wow. And... <sighs> I keep coming back to this range because I feel like it's big enough where you don't have to, that business is big enough where you don't have to wear all the hats. And when you keep wearing all the hats, you're stifling your growth. Is that fair? Oh, I definitely think it's fair. I think, you know, when you're focused on so many things that there are things that just fall through the cracks and you can't get it done. And so, you know, by outsourcing and getting somebody like me to be a fractional CTO, it means you don't have to worry about the technology. You know, that's handled. And then, you know, myself and the store owner can work together to come up with plans for growth and optimizations and process and even more beyond just, you know, the basics of it, that that way they can run their store. They can worry about you know, whatever that is, sourcing and, and all the other pieces that they need to do to run a successful business, 
and really offload that to somebody like me that they can trust to run through that process and do it the right way with the experience. Okay. All right. So you're like, how does this work? Like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I, I don't even know if my, if my website is optimized for sales conversions. Like, is there a way to check that? Absolutely. So, I mean, you can come to my website is chuckbrockman.com and to get an audit, you know, and talk about that is chuckbrockman.com slash audit. And it's that simple. You can fill out a form and we can figure out, you know, what the process is to make sure that you are optimized and ready to sell more and make more money at the end of the day. Make more money at the end of the day. I think everybody could get excited about that. Right. And the, The thing that I think most people struggle with is they don't know, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. I call it unconscious incompetence, right? You (laughs) think you got it figured out and you're going along, you're doing a thing, you're having results, but you have no idea what's possible. One of the things that you said that really hit home for me is, hey, if your bounce rate's above 50%, half of your potential customers are leaving without even looking at more than one thing, right? So they came and... God forbid they came off of an ad. They looked at the one thing that you had to add to, not realizing you got other options on the website and they're out of there. And so you spent money for the click. You spent money to pay somebody to run the ad and they got there and your website wasn't even searchable. There was no suggestion and you didn't even get their contact information. And for some people, I would suspect they didn't even drop any cookies or any of the other stuff so that you can retarget them. Because that's one of the things that we yeah. kind of talked about, but didn't really talk about. And so is retargeting a part of being optimized for sales conversions? Well, I mean, you know, if somebody leaves your leaves the site and you want them to come back, being able to retarget them, you know, and this is this is a little bit with the ads, but when they go elsewhere, to be able to come back and see your site as part of where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. You want to retarget and get them back to your site, um, especially when it's an ad, but, you know, especially with, you know, the email and that kind of stuff. Get them. We're always trying to get them back and, and, you know, spend a little bit more money with you, increase the, you know, the average order value, things like that. Get them back in there. Man, I feel like I've left so much money on the table. Maybe I need to get one of these audits done. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, right, you're... Your website, if it's working properly, is a 24-hour salesperson, right? Is that true? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when the pandemic hit and everything started to happen, people started to focus more and more on e-commerce. And they realized that, you know, brick and mortar is great, but they have such a wider audience to sell to, to get their product out there. That that store is there, like you said, 24-7. It's there and it will take an order no matter if you're at the gym or if you're in bed or, you know, you're doing something else. Maybe you're on vacation. and But that store is always working for you and, and getting sales. And so that's why it's important to make sure, you know, you're doing all the pieces of that that correctly or as best as you can in, in, in you know, continuing to change those, monitor them and, and find new, better ways to do it. All right. So... You told us about the audit. Let's say somebody's scared and they're like, I don't want to waste this guy's time. I I don't know if my website is good. 
I don't know if it's bad, but I don't want to get somebody on the phone and be like, oh, yeah, it's perfect. And it's wasting their time. So can you give us, I don't know, maybe three. It may, it, I don't know. Maybe there's five, three to five things that if they're not doing this on their website right now, they need to sign up for that audit at chopbrockman.com slash audit. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not, you know, if your site is slow and a lot of times that has to do with your image sizes, I see people take really big images and they upload them and it takes forever for the image to come in. You got to make sure you're optimized that way with your imagery and your page load. And that's usually the biggest culprit. Other things are if you've got CTAs on your site, you know, you got a nice, you spend all this time and effort on this nice image, you know, has a great lifestyle picture, but you aren't telling them what to do. And you're telling them, you know, if you're not saying buy this product shop now, then you, you know, they don't, again, you got to tell them what to do to do that. In optimization, I'm going to say email and phone number collection optimization, because that comes at critical with getting people back and doing that. So there's there's a lot more, you know, we kind of talked about with category pages, product pages, but those those are the ones if you aren't doing that are pretty easy to fix right away that you can take advantage of. All right. So if you got big pictures and people are arguing with you right now, they're saying, Chuck, look, if I don't have big <laughs> pictures, then I don't have a high quality image on my site. And that means people are going to run away because I got grainy pictures. What do you say in response yeah. to that? I, I I agree with you that you need to have nice looking pictures and they can't be low quality, but that doesn't mean they have to be big, you know, and not big in size and width and height, but like big in file size. So if it takes three seconds to load that image, something's really wrong. Okay. What's the, what's the next one? What's the next one where they, they absolutely need to get an audit if they got this symptom on their site happening? So, you know, this, so they've got this great picture they, and they've got it optimized now. If you're not telling them, hey, here's a big shop now button and you click that and it takes you to the product or the category or whatever you're want, wanting them to buy. If you're not doing that and letting them browse and kind of, you know, make up their mind as they go along about, you know, these types of things, if they don't know, they can click it. And here's something on mobile. You can't hover over something and all of a sudden a button appear. It's got to be there on desktop, on mobile. It should say shop now, buy now, explore, something along those lines. You know, if it's not there, make sure it gets there soon. Now you're, you're, (laughs) so (laughs) I got the image and then I got the button that says shop now. Should both of those be clickable or should just the button be clickable? Like, how does that work? (laughs) Make everything clickable. If there's any doubt, make it clickable. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Make it both clickable. You want to make sure that if you're, you know, Using your desktop and a mouse, no matter what, you're getting them there. If it's on a mobile device, you really want to make sure that there's no mistake, that if they put their finger on it and touch it, it goes where it's supposed to go. Okay. Jeez. Just those two things alone could potentially add significant dollars into your business. Yeah. Just those two things. Absolutely. And you you got this checklist. So tell me more about the audit. So what happens in the audit? Like, how does the process work? So, you know, we, I come to your website and essentially I spend some time on your website. And like you said, I've got this checklist. So I'm looking at design elements. I'm looking at optimizations, things like page speed. And I take a look at other things that maybe are outside of what would normally be considered a conversion optimization. 
you know, are things set up correctly so that emails are reaching the inbox, something like that, because that, you know, is a bigger part of the conversion. It's not just the website itself, or there are other places that are misconfigured that's hurting sales. And so, you know, conversion is not just about the website. It's a bunch of little pieces that are get put together to get a person to buy. So this process is comprehensive. You're you're not just picking a little thing and I'm only working in this little fence. You're looking at the thing globally as a true professional and consultant would do. And then pointing out or reconnecting all of the things or helping them figure out what needs to be connected so that it flows. Cause there's nothing worse than thinking you got something working and you're missing a critical piece. Is that the point? That's the point. I mean, you know, there's over a hundred items that I take a look at and to make sure that they're there and you can, you know, that you're putting these pieces in place, you know, and all the good websites that do a, you know, a big amount of business have kind of figured out how to do this, but they have teams and they, you know, they're big, you know, is to where a lot of people don't really aren't aware of this. And that's what the checklist comes. It really kind of highlights it. In a worst case scenario, if you hit all the marks, it's like an insurance policy. You know, you're doing the right things and you can keep moving that way. Oh my goodness. You said you look at a hundred different points on your checklist. Absolutely. You know, and they may go beyond that because there are a couple like paths that all of a sudden open up that you don't realize, hey, you're not doing this. So it means let's take a look at this. So it sounds like you you go through that website with a fine tooth comb. And then after you go through and check all those things, what happens next for the people that take advantage of the opportunity? Well, there's a walkthrough together. So I've got essentially a spreadsheet that I put together that will highlight all these items and kind of, you know, show you what needs to be done and gives you the ability, whether you have a team or you need, you know, somebody like me to help you take a team together and, and um, solve that problem. So you can start checking these off and do that. And we'll walk through together on a video call, Zoom call like this. So that, you know, you can see firsthand instead of having to guess what's going on. So be able to show you exactly what it is. So, you know, exactly what it is uh, visually, as opposed to just a spreadsheet or a report. That's outstanding. (laughs) That's good. Okay. So where do they go again to get signed up for the audit? I I don't know how, if you have an e-commerce business, you don't (laughs) sign up for it right away. I've never heard anything like this in my life. It's uh, chuckbrockman.com slash audit. Chuckbrockman.com slash audit. Chuck, before we jump off, final question. What's the one thing (laughs) you want the listeners to take away from this episode? You know, the one thing is don't be afraid to look at your site. I know you're running your business, but take a couple minutes to look at it and spend a a little bit of that time, but look at it on your phone as well. Just take that time to do it and make sure it's working. Ladies and gentlemen. Chuck Brockman, you, you hear from him. He He's here to help you make your website do everything that it can so that you can get more out of the things that you've invested so deeply in. Chuck, thanks so much for making time for us today. And I, I just think I, I got so much from it. And I know the listeners did as well. So thank you so much, sir. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, man. And to the listeners, your dreams should be real. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.